These are the Books of the Universe by Douglas Miller, read by the author. Book 1, The Book of Destiny. Previously, on the Book of Destiny, the smuggler Zhao Jin retrieved a package in what turned out to be more than a simple pickup job. She fled to meet her contact on the inner circle world of Axpin. Chapter 4, Human Rights. World, Axpin. World status, Inner Circle. We shouldn't even need to be having this conversation, Sita insisted. I have come before you ten times now, and nothing has changed. Miss Zabala. It was an older gentleman who addressed her. She knew him as Elder Najim. He was a dark-skinned man with a short gray beard who played a prominent role in the community. His green skin lines formed circles on his temples, then came together in a point above his nose. Along his arms were also green skin lines, remaining symmetrical. He wore bright-colored robes of the finest material and bore a bright pendant around his neck. With all due respect, you have already addressed this council ten times, as you have said. Perhaps the fact that nothing has changed is evidence that either the council disagrees with your arguments, or the council is unable to do anything about the issue that you have brought forth. That's unacceptable, Sita said. Her green skin lines twisted around her face, and their pigment became darker with her anger. The Council is the ruling body of Axpin. They hold the sole authority to shut down the Colosseum. Then perhaps the Council holds a different opinion than you on what should be done with the Colosseum. The contestants that go through the trials each week are human beings. One of the Council members spat at the ground in disagreement. They are, Sita said, and what they are being put through is tantamount to torture. Their living conditions are worse than that of the prison, and the games usually end in death if not brutal injuries. What these people are being put through is horrendous. Miss Zabala, Najim said after taking a deep breath, the Colosseum plays a central role in the well-being of our city. It is rooted in the history and traditions of our city, dating back before any records of history that we possess. It provides a necessary social outlet where people can meet and interact. It helps to contribute to the economy of our city. Shutting it down would cut off a valuable means of moving funds between different parties, but it would also leave a large number of people without work or purpose. All in all, the benefits of this arrangement far outweigh the points that you have made. Are you saying those things are more important than the human lives that are being lost to this bloody mess? Sita demanded. Najim sighed. The contestants benefit from the Colosseum arrangement as well. What the hell? Sita demanded. What I mean is they're ill-suited for any other position in our society. Having them participate in the Colosseum games allows the contestants to have a role. In return, they are given food and shelter that they would otherwise be unable to earn on their own. They are kept among their own kind, where they need not feel that they are outcasts of their social circles. These are real people, Sita said. They're not animals. 
and they aren't disabled. Many, if not most of them, can do anything you or I could do. They can hold real jobs and do real tasks to be helpful in society. Even if that was so, who's going to hire such filth? Excuse me? Sita demanded. Look, Najim said, the council is aware of the tragedy that happened to your family. It is terrible what happened to your parents. Your brother becoming what he became is that much worse. We know that it is hard for you, as it is hard for anyone who is friends or relatives with someone who becomes afflicted later in life. However, it is seen time and time again. Those who are afflicted become increasingly violent and lose all semblance of their old selves. They are monsters, Sita. They're only good for one thing. You've never tried any other way, Sita said. Maybe they only become that way because that's the conditions they're forced into. I'm sorry, Sita, Najim said. The council has made up its mind on the issue. We will not go over it with you again. As Sita left the large town hall building in the center of town, she was boiling with rage. She knew that her skin lines were probably swimming with tone changes. It was ridiculous that the council wouldn't listen to her. It was ridiculous that almost no one saw the contestants, her brother included, as human. Of course they were human. She took a deep breath. She'd been through all the books of law that the town had, but in the end, the council had the final say. If they wouldn't listen to her or accept her arguments, then she would have to take matters into her own hands. She walked down the street to the local church, a simple steepled building. Inside, she found Father Harrell speaking with another man. The other man wore dark robes and had a hood pulled over his head, concealing his face. Sita thought this strange, but it wasn't the issue that she was most concerned with. Harrell was a friendly and balding man. Despite his friendliness, he wasn't one that people would normally think of as willing to conspire against the authorities in order to save people. It was this fact that would allow the plan that Sita had made with him to work. She wanted to talk to him now, to act and put things into motion. However, she wasn't sure who the hooded figure was, or if they were to be trusted. She had to be careful. As he saw her, Father Harold's straight-lined green skin marks paled slightly in color. Hello, Sita, Harold said cautiously. Hello, Father Harold, Sita answered, giving a slight bow in his direction. I was hoping we could talk about... my brother. I have been having trouble with my mournful feelings about him. She knew that she sounded stilted, but she wasn't sure how to be clear without tipping her hand to the stranger. Yes, I understand, Harold said. This is Mr. Clark, he gestured to the hooded figure, who nodded towards Sita. Mr. Clark will be staying here in the church for a while. I'm not sure I understand, Sita said. I don't know of a Clark family, and... Why are you staying in the church? Did something happen to your house? Mr. Clark isn't from here, Harold said. I don't understand. He's not from Axpin, Harold explained. He's from beyond. 
Beyond? You mean he lives in one of the farms in the outer reaches? Or do you mean, like, the forests? Was he raised in the wild? She had heard stories of children being raised in the wild, but never actually met one that had been. She had assumed they were just legends. Sita didn't want to be presumptuous, but she considered that possibly Clark was going to play a role in the plan that she had been working on with Harold. Neither, Harold answered. Mr. Clark drew the hood back from his head. He was pale-skinned, with shaggy, medium-length orange hair. His blue eyes were piercing and seemed to stare through her. That wasn't the most striking thing about him, though. You have no skin lines on your face, Sita gasped. Where are your skin lines, then? Your back? Your arms? He smiled, but only faintly. I have no skin lines, he said. I don't understand, Sita said, her hands shaking. Mr. Clark comes to us from beyond the bounds of the world, Father Harrell tried to explain. Beyond the forest. There's nothing beyond the forest, Sita said, her voice quivering. I've been to the edge. The world is much bigger than you know, Clark said. Normally I wouldn't be telling you this. It is dangerous. However, Mr. Harrell has informed me of the situation with your brother. I think that, by the good grace of the Creator, I can help him. I... Sita's mind swam. There was nothing beyond the forest. There couldn't be. There was nowhere other than Axpin. There couldn't be. As the thoughts consumed her, darkness overtook her, and she collapsed to the ground, unconscious. Hello, I'm Douglas Miller, the author of the Book of Destiny, and the reader for this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Books of the Universe. If you want to check out more of my projects, like my cyberpunk superhero series, Heroism and Other Lies, or my spacefaring robot series, Ruins and Robots, you can find them on Amazon, or get more information on my blog, which you can find at goalworlds.blogspot.com, or my Facebook page, facebook.com goalworlds. You can also find more Books of the Universe information on my blog, including character profiles, world guides, and more. Again, that's goalworlds.blogspot.com. If you did enjoy this episode, let me know. Like, review, or comment on wherever you found it. And of course, be sure to share and tell any friends, relatives, colleagues, or strangers who might be interested about the Books of the Universe podcast. I'm hoping to get the next episode posted on Monday, April 6th, so be sure to check back then. Until next time, may the Council listen to you more than it did to Sita.